friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, it's time for the podcaster who's a fan of things, but I'm, what I'm more a fan of is of people's fandom. And tonight we're going to be talking about some kids and some stars. Uh, but patrons, you're really the star of the show because this podcast literally would not exist without you. So we couldn't do it without all you kids and stars everywhere and everything else, you know, in between kids and stars. Uh, it's time for sleep with me. Uh, the podcast to put you to sleep. Thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside... Whatever's keeping you awake, whether that's thoughts, you know, things on your mind that you're thinking about. So thoughts, feelings, anything uh, emotionally coming up for you. Maybe they're related to those thoughts. Maybe they're just there. It could be physical sensations, changes in time or temperature or schedule, routine. What, you know, maybe you work the second or the third shift. Maybe it's something else. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. And what, I guess basically what that means is I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to use words that have barely, that I'm going to misuse words. Like, like yeah, I'm going to mix words up, use them in the wrong places, all those things. You know, it's interesting when you think about sentience and words and, and sentience. Is the sentient sentence, uh, if there was a sentient sentence, I would be in a. I would be, you know, I would be in my. I would be in big, big doo doo because uh, the sentences and the letters would say, "Scooter, uh, you're on our list. You're not at the top of the list. You know, we got a lot of other stuff to deal with, but you're in there. You know, you're a bit of a. You're, you're a word vandal, and I'd say, oh boy, like, uh, can can we use that in a group? Like, isn't that a good? I think I used this in the intro a while ago. I, don't, I mean, I would say, what's a lighter version of Vandal? I'm a, like, a, I wouldn't say I'm the Banksy of words. You're right about that. Um, if I, I guess I don't have the vocabulary to, to be more than, I, I'm, all, I'm just a word Vandal, but not a big time one, like an amateur one. And all I do is kind of, you know, take a word that, you know, is straightforward. And I say, what does that mean? Perple you know, but I take a word like I, I perplex perplexion. Oh, but if you're new, hello, hello, regular listeners. Have I? When was the last time I talked about word vandals? Uh, it, despite the connotations, vandal is a nice word. It really is. Uh, it I mean, obviously, it rhymes with candle and mandolin. You know, if you if you uh, if you if you if you're giving me some space to make up, but you say, well, that's actually doesn't rhymes with the beginning of mandolin. What about m mantle? Not really. You're right. Uh, oh, so sorry. sorry. So that's uh, new, new. Well, new listeners. Hey, I'm glad you're here. Let me give you some information because this podcast is a bit different than most other podcasts, even most sleep podcasts, as a matter of fact. And reason being is that... Uh, why, why is this different? Well, a couple of things. One, this is not a podcast you really listen to or you really you don't need to listen. You could listen, but you really don't. Clearly, I mean, if you've been listening for the past four or five minutes, you say, oh, OK, this person is not. A, he's he's serious. Uh, he's about as serious as Yahoo serious. And that's like a reference that even people that were around in the 80s wouldn't get. But um he says things like Yahoo Serious, and they have meaning to him. Yeah, but so this is a podcast you, you kind of barely listen to. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. So this this is kind of like a podcast you look at like clouds. 
or you, you know, like, you, you, I don't know, you just kind of barely pay attention. I'm here to be soothing, not quite background noise, but you'll kind of see as you, as you develop like a regular habit of listening to sleep with me. If you do, uh, the other thing is this podcast is just not for everybody. It does take a few tries to get used to, so kind of see how it goes. Uh, but most regular listeners say, yeah, it took me two or three try, try, tries to realize I don't need to pay attention. It never it never really gets started. So just going to give it a few tries and see how it goes. I, I think I said that already. He, oh, he repeats himself a lot, and then he gets mixed up. It's all part of the process. So it's a podcast you don't really listen to. It also doesn't really put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep, and not so much like I'm here to take your mind off stuff. But if you, And if you can't sleep, I'm here for a full hour plus. So I'm here to keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep. I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar bestie, your boar bruh. If you're, if you're, you know, between, you know, South LA, San Diego area, you know, any coastal, you know, any area where people say boar bruh, you know, I could be that. Uh, but so, yeah, I'm just here to keep you company while you fall asleep. So those are two things for new listeners. If you're skeptical or doubtful, that is totally reasonable because why wouldn't you be? If you've tried other stuff like most of us have, it's a fall asleep. And you say, well, that worked once or twice. It didn't work again or it didn't work at all. Yeah, you can be skeptical. I mean, this is a different, very different thing. And going, leaning into that skepticism a few more things. What, what, another thing that throws people off is the structure of the show. So I'm going to kind of explain to you the structure of the show. Show starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So you feel seen and welcome. Then there's listener support for the listeners. Then there's uh, support for the show so it can be free. Then there's the intro. And the intro goes from like a minute six to minute eight, from a minute six or eight to around minute 10 to 20 to 15 to 18 to 17, six, somewhere between, you know, 10 and 20 minutes long, usually on the 20 minute side. And the intro serves a purpose because a lot of people, and understandably, they get very, they have very strong feelings about the intro because they say, what are you doing? Like, uh. And I'd say, yeah, like, I understand, like, uh, you have strong feelings about the intro because it's very divergent from what you expect. You expect someone to get to the point and to put you to sleep and not, you know, and 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 that's, uh, our show eventually does that when you stop paying attention to me. So that's the part of the intro, part of the intro serves is like, so new people know, I don't know. So I guess I can do an example. It's a show within a show. I say, well, I'm trying to going to try to explain what the podcast is, but I'm not really good at that, even though I've done it a thousand plus times. Then I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to go off topic and eventually I'll kind of try to wrap it up. But so that's for the new listener. You say, oh, OK, I kind of get it, but I don't really understand. I say, well, boy, you're on, you're on to something now. But as you become a regular listener, it becomes part of your bedtime routine. And so, so a lot of regular listeners, they're getting ready for bed or they're doing some sort of wind down, maybe drawing or sitting or, you know, they might be on the couch. They might be paging through a magazine or a picture book, you know, some sort of gentle activity or just sitting around or getting in bed and getting comfortable but what I found is for the majority of listeners, not everybody, yeah, there are people that skip the intro or that fall asleep right away or that turn the show on in the middle of the night or listen all night. Uh, but for the majority of listeners, the, this part of the podcast, it gives you some distance between the day and the night and helps you wind down and slowly kind of get ready for bed to start to unwind well, I, I always use the analogy of a landing strip because it's like you're coming in for a landing. And then also, the but the intro is also the taxiing. Nobody appreciates the taxiing after landing. If, if, if planes only served to park so you could fall asleep, you'd say, even then it would be unappreciated because you say, 
okay, I just want to get to my gate and get out. And I said, well, no, you know, we're going to wait a little while and then we're going to drive over. Oh, no, wrong one. I, it, they said Z14. I'm at F14. And looks like somebody's parked there. And you see, didn't we leave like four and a half hours ago? Like they didn't, like, like what do you mean somebody's parked there? I guess I'm like, but this is true. This is stuff that goes through my mind. But in this case, you say, oh, but we're not going anywhere. You'd say, okay. I guess it, it's hard to create an analogy out of something that would never happen or doesn't make it. You say, okay, now we're at gate C14, everybody. I'm just going to talk now. And I'm going to tell you about the air. Just, oh, boy. It's, and there's only four of you. It's such a roomy place. Uh, unexpected airline. The airline that puts you to sleep because we don't go anywhere except, we, you know, when it's time to wake up, we'll go to another gate uh, gently. And then you get a full breakfast and it's great. Uh, that's the imaginary airline. So that's what the intro is kind of like. It doesn't make any sense. You say, what? Uh, I say, exact mundo. It just goes on and on and on to ease you into bedtime. And to give you a chance to slowly fall asleep, I guess because some people say, well, what do you mean? You got the greeting, then you got the sponsors, and then you got this long intro. How come you don't just get to the story? And I'd say after do, doing the show for a long time and be even before going doing the podcast, it's like when you're supposed to fall asleep, it's pretty tough. Uh, so with Sleep With Me, sleep kind of sneaks up on you and you drift. Next thing you know, you're at breakfast tomorrow and you say, I got this great idea, hon. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. An airplane that doesn't go anywhere. It's like a train, or we could do a train. You say, what do you mean? Well, you get on the plane, and it's got beds and stuff, and then it goes to an, it goes around. Uh, maybe it goes a little bit faster, then it goes to a gate and parks. Or maybe it just drives around all night, because that might be a nice rocking motion. Probably, you know, we'll figure out, the, you know, we'll, we'll have a run on solar, you know, stored solar energy or something. Or whatever. But, it, like, uh, I think Scooter was talking about that in the podcast, but not in a concise way, like you're saying, hon. Oh, yeah, maybe. I thought he was talking about, uh, I thought he was talking about paper biplanes or something. So that's what the intro does. Then there's business between the intro and the show. And then that's what keeps the podcast free again. And then there's the story. Tonight will be a Star Kid stand cast. Believe it or not, written or prepared by my daughter, who's a fan of Star Kid. So first you'll find out what's Star Kid. And then we'll talk about the history of Star Kid and how I became a Star Kid fan. Or Stan, you know, that's what the new, like, well, by the time this comes out, I say, Scoots, that was so 20, whatever, 20, 2019, I say, or 28, I said, well, yeah, now now it's time for me to adopt it. I'm a late adopter. And usually by the time I adopt something, it's right before it becomes back again, like a year or two, <laughs> year or two after. So once I've moved on again. So then we'll do that. Then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. The only other thing to know is the reason I make the show, one, I have trouble falling asleep, staying. So last night it was staying asleep. I was tossing, turning, my, you know, my, my, like I was baffled too. Because even though I follow these routines and my own advice, I said, what do you mean? It, it feels like I had 40 pots of coffee, like right around 1230. And, and all I had to like, you know, my mind was, so I know how it feels in the deep dark night and I know how it feels when you're tired or overtired. And if I can help with that, that would be great. But I also believe if you get a good night's sleep, our world's going to be a better place to live in. And that is cool for, for me to be a part of too. Like if I can help you so you can live a bit fuller life because you're rested that makes the whole world better. At least that's what I believe. So I'm here because you deserve a good night's sleep, and I know how it feels when you don't get one. So I just really want to help. I really appreciate you coming by, checking the show out if you're new. Uh, you're a nice driver. I really want to help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you free twice a week. Thanks. 
All right, everybody, this is Scoots here. This is present Scoots, and you're going to be hearing past Scoots, which is even funnier when I talk about the subject matter of this. And I didn't even realize that till just now. And this is a little bit of a peek behind the scenes. So I recorded this upcoming episode, uh, what you're going to hear coming up here in April of 2021, I think. And now it's uh, when I'm recording this, October 2021. And I was prepping this episode, and I just felt like it was running a little bit short. And I said, well, there was something I wanted to do with this episode anyway, which was kind of a tale of the tape type of thing. And I also realized this is a great seasonal content, uh, this part of it. And really, one of the things was there's just so this episode's going to be about a star kid as a whole. But I'm going to start it out talking about a VHS Christmas Carol. And if you're hearing this in the holiday season, it's and it's available uh, to purchase or to stream. I highly recommend doing so. It really made uh, uh, it made my holiday season last year. It was one of the first Star Kid productions I got to consume as my daughter, as you'll hear about in a minute is a huge fan but there's also songs uh, that i just like uh, the performances the fact that it's done in this vhs style the fact that, that they produced it and made the best like they did what they could to be creative during uh, 2020 2021 is inspiring uh, but it's really good. I mean, that's the main reason, and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, some of the songs are still with me. But then I also said, Scoots, could you? What could you even remember? I see. I've seen it at least two or three times because I can't remember. It was like one of those paid, like a rental in some sense. So we paid for it, and I think we had it for forty-eight hours or a week or something where we could stream it. And I, the the music is not on Spotify. It might be on Apple Music or, yeah, purchase it so that the, everybody from the kids from Star Kids can get paid and make sure to pay to rent it this holiday season. So it's a Christmas carol. It's done in a VHS style. It's a musical. And it tells, of course, a story about uh, Scrooge and Cr- the Cratchits and... Uh, the first song I definitely remember, Bah Humbug, and I can hear it in my head. It kind of talks about everybody's talking about Scrooge. So in storytelling, it definitely helps uh, with the exposition, very similar to in other telling tales, telling a Christmas carol or the actual Christmas carol, like seeing Scrooge's behavior. And we also see some of that, uh, and Scrooge is wonderful. And I'll talk about the cast, uh, past Scoots in the future. We'll talk about that. So that's funny because I'm present Scoots for me, past Scoots for you, talking about past Scoots for me, which is future Scoots for you. And the intro is by past Scoots. Uh, so that's the first part of the story, talking about Scrooge, uh, you know, introducing the Cratchits and Bob Cratchit. Uh, and then there's the Jacob Marley sequence, usually, just like in other tales, uh, who kind of gives Scrooge a warning. And in this one, he says uh, there's going to be three spirits as the next song. And I can't quite hear this one, though, I mean, I'm sure I remember it. Uh, it says there's like a dancing sequence with Marley, and I'm just trying to hear it. But I mean, the next song, I guess, is just uh, dominating my attention. So hopefully, I mean, by the time you hear this, I've rewatched it uh, if it's the holiday season. Uh, then the ghost of Christmas past comes, and this one uh, is one of my favorite, but probably in it, it's just really good. I mean, the song has a, a, a hook, and I won't spoil the VHS 80s kind of feel of it, but uh, it uh, it's called I'm the Ghost is the next song. Very, very catchy. And that goes kind of into Scrooge's past, right? And uh, Fred and Belle uh, in this one, Scrooge's former fiance. Uh, Fezziwig, Bob Cratchit, all, all that stuff. And, uh, let's see, this is a Christmas past, uh, uh, then they go, they have a scene with, uh, Belle and young Scrooge called that Scrooge. 
And, uh, like, uh, so I'm trying to, again, like, have a, when you have an earworm, it's kind of hard to get rid of it. Uh, when you have a star kid earworm, but, uh, so there's that one. Then Scrooge obviously is back, uh, sleeping. And that's where he discovers the ghost of Christmas present. Uh, and this one is called Christmas electricity, which is kind of explaining, uh, joy in the holiday season. And so they go to Christmas present and they go to Fred's, uh, house and, uh, Scrooge is actually having fun. And this is Christmas electricity. You couldn't name a kind of eighties song better. And, and I guess, uh, you should just settle in to enjoy it. I do remember this one. And again, thematically really well done. Uh, then they go to another Christmas party again with the Cratchits, and we kind of see, uh, you know, Tiny Tim and Bob Cratchit and their gratitude and uh, everything, and then even the gratitude towards Scrooge in some sense. And, you know, the stakes for Tiny Tim, and that's priceless. And that's a beautiful one. And again, it fits the notes and the progression of the story and stuff really well. And then Scrooge runs into Christmas future. And, you know, don't get it twisted. This is different than the uh, Scrooge Scrooged, which I watched last season, too. And which we have an episode about. Uh, uh, but this, uh, so Scrooge meets up with the ghost of Christmas future. And, uh, you know, they go around, they see, you know, there's like a slow reveal and it kind of shows like, uh, Scrooge, Scrooge's legacy that he's leaving behind and, uh, you know, what Scrooge is, uh, and then they see again, other legacies with the Cratchits and some of the costs of Scrooge's, uh, the impact of Scrooge's choices in the present and the past. And that's called The Final Casper. That song has a different uh, title. But then we go into the final sequence of the story, and this song really hits. Uh, it's called, The name of the song is Christmas Day. It's a full cast, you know, Scrooge, and then built to the full cast as Scrooge's uh, reawake, you know, had a reawakening or rebirth uh, after his night, you know, with the. Uh, uh, the cat, I already used the G word, but I guess, like in this case, it's very specific. They tried to use Casper at the end. But, you know, Scrooge has joy. He's decided to change his life and live a new life, uh, make different choices. So he sends, you know, the turkey to the Cratchits, goes to Fred's house, uh, gives, makes donations apologizes and asks for forgiveness, making amends. Wow. And Fred, Fred and Scrooge connect. And then Fred uh, surprises or then Scrooge deals with Bob Cratchit. Uh, first he does a fake out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, so they sing this song Christmas day again, really, really enjoyable. And just a really musical, I really, really got a lot out of, really had fun, and just can't forget. I mean, that, I guess like that to me, is it, is there songs that you can return to even non-contextually, and the images it leaves behind? So it's a stark and musical, like that one, there's a couple songs from the superhero one, but then Annie... Also, I couldn't do a full tale of the tape of Annie because it's very long. It covers kind of, I think, you know, now that I'm uh, removed from my talking about that, it takes this tangent about Anakin Skywalker, Vader, uh, so far off uh, the beaten path, uh, but with so many different characters. I think I probably talked about it or in the past. Scoots is going to talk about it more. But there's so many good ones. But again, just the joy of Annie and, and its love of pod racing. And wanting to relive the past and recapture the past is another powerful one to check out. Uh, but my daughter wa- watches the Oregon Trail one over and over again. And uh, the guy who didn't like musicals, which I, I don't think I've seen either one of those, sat down, apologized, uh, straightforward, watched them beginning to end, watched sequences of those. Uh, 
But yeah, those those are star places to start with star kids. Starting star kid this holiday season, maybe they have a new holiday because they did the one about shopping too. Maybe they have a new one this year, but definitely check out uh, VHS Christmas Carol, and I'll even put a link in the show notes for it. Uh, and, and you know, support some uh, people out there making creative stuff. Uh, thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, this is Scoots here, and this is definitely the first time we've done this uh, style of episode that I can remember. And this episode, I think I was talking about in the intro, was prepared by my daughter, Sophia. So we're calling this uh, Sleepy Star Kid Stan, and we're going to talk about Star Kid and some of the musicals they made so you'll understand it better. And it looks like I got 12 pages in notes. 60 divided by 12 is like six minutes a page. And, you know, Sleep With Me exists because of a fandom, really. And so being a fan is something I like to encourage, uh, you know, no respectful fan, a fan that enjoys stuff and reflects on it. And then is maybe inspired by it. But that's why Sleep With Me exists is like a, in the aughts, when I first started listening to podcasts, a lot of the podcasts I was listening to were shows like fans. One, one, uh, there was other one genre I listened to was uh, fans of uh, theme parks. That's kind of where I met Ray. And this was years before the podcast, like five, six, seven years before the podcast. Uh, I listened to a podcast that Len Testa was on. And actually, I found recently that I even missed a lot of podcasts. There was this whole genre of theme park fan podcasts back then. Some of which, even the one Len used to be on, WDW Today, doesn't ex- it exists in a different format and with different hosts now, I think. But uh, let's see, who was on that? Like uh, Mike, Mike, Matt, and Len. But so... There was a couple other ones that I didn't even listen to that now now I've kind of discovered. Uh, but I wasn't really listening for the content as much as their fandom of the their enjoyment of the content they were talking about. It's kind of like Ray, like so, and, and everybody has a different relationship with stuff, so that's great too. It's like uh, some people might enjoy the immersiveness of Ray's trip reports. Uh, uh, what I enjoy is listening to his appreciation of stuff. Uh, and so at some point, I think over 2020, but it maybe it was before this, my daughter became a fan of Star Kid and all the performers and musicals associated with Star Kid. And, you know, when your kid's excited about something, sometimes you're like, okay, that's great for you. Uh, but you really like uh, it, it, I think it adds a, a connection to be like, okay, let's sit down and let me enjoy this, not just through your eyes, but let me enjoy it myself too. And we, I think it was uh, at first I just wasn't ready for the ones she was a su- super super fan of, so I kind of dipped my toe in, and then I slowly descended into the Star Kids ba- Star Kid bathtub. Star Kid, it's not Star Kids. So I probably will mix it up and call it that. And in my opinion, everybody associated with this really should, uh, is really, really talented and, and, and have a great love for, uh, and you know, there's a couple of people and it's interesting. There's like a small tangential connection to the podcast, even through one of the breakout performers of Star Kid, though every per- per person at Star Kid will be eventually breaking out. Like, uh, I'm convinced of that. And maybe breaking out means behind the scenes, because uh, I think that's like a really good place to be. So let's start with our notes. What we're going to do here is we're going to go through the founding of Star Kid, and then we're going to go through some summaries of uh, uh, Annie, uh, Christmas VHS, Holy Musical Batman, and AVPMS, which I think is a very Potter musical S, I don't know what the S stands for, but Star Kid, I almost said Far Kid, uh, just because I saw founding. Star Kid was founded, uh, according to Michigan Today, uh, March 9th, 2011. And this is from TeamStarKid.com. 
uh, is uh, Brian Holden and Nick Lang were roommates. And Matt Lang, who was Nick's brother, wanted to put on a show he and his friend had an idea for. And so the three of them wrote the, uh, the script over the phone. And here's where, you know, your first breakout performer, uh, Darren Chris. Yeah, that Darren Chris. Though if you're a Darren Chris fan, you probably, you already know all this. Uh, and I'll go on to Darren Chris. Darren Chris, uh, like a w- one wonderful, wonderful performer. Uh, and actually, like I've had to slowly, un- like I discovered Darren Chris in 2020, 20, no, no, 2019. Uh, on, on, a, on a cable show. So let's see. Okay, so the three of them wrote the script over the phone. Then Darren Chris and A.J. Holmes wrote the songs for the show. And all the roles were written with a specific person in mind. So this was their first musical. Uh, with Darren Chris was going to be Harry Potter. Okay, this uh, explains a lot of it. And then it was originally produced as Harry Potter, the musical. But then it became a very Potter musical probably because of some sort of complication with legal stuff. Uh, and this was uh, maybe like uh, this was uh, April 2009. Uh, they put it on in the University of Michigan as part of the Basement Arts Program. And then it was uh, put on uh, YouTube just for the cast to see it, according to this. Uh, and uh, then it became one of the most watched channels on YouTube. So it quickly became, you know, because of the popularity of Harry Potter. And uh, the channel was called Star Kid Potter at first because Draco Malfoy says in the show, in a British accent, which I can't do, Rocket Ship Potter, Star Kid Potter, Moon Shoes Potter, uh, transversing the galaxy for intergalactic travels to pig farts, uh, which makes uh, my daughter laugh the most. But the first Star Kid musical I saw, let's see, I just want to run through. Okay, so this is uh, so the first musical I saw was Annie, a parody. And again, sometimes as a parent, you know, you don't have, uh, you're so busy parenting and. Like, you need a chance, you also need your, like, at least for me, I can only speak for me, I guess, uh, like, sometimes you need to be kind of shaken out of your parental malaise and you're you're making a sleep podcast or whatever your job is, malaise. And I knew this was really important to my daughter, so I said, okay, let's sit down and let's watch. She said, why don't we start with Annie, because you're a fan of Star Trek, uh, or Star Wars, and, uh, I think you'll really like this one. And I, I, I'll be honest, like, I, I'm not an easy person to introduce stuff to because I tend to, um, you know, I have issues with C-R-O-N-T-R-O-L. And I, I'm, like, full of skepticism. I mean, like a lot of people that listen to a sleep podcast, um, even though my daughter, I, you know, but you, when you, a lot of times you want to try to meet people on their level, like meet their excitement, you know, I, you know, you know what I mean? And then this is still skill. I need to work on and improve it. And I think, feel like this one, I was able to get to, like, I was able to have some progress, not perfection and say, okay, let's watch this. Uh, let's put down the phone. Let's put aside uh, everything and let's try to suspend our disbelief. And I think we even talked about that. And oh boy, was I able to suspend my disbelief with this. And it's a parody based off of Star Wars. Oh boy. What was that Star Wars? Like, you got to see this thing. If you're a fan of Star Wars or you experienced a level of dissatisfaction, like if you ever wondered what would it be like to reinvent that Star Wars movie, Episode 1, I don't even know what it's called. Like, uh, let's see, there's Clone Wars, the Darth Vader one, and this one, Phantom Menace. Is that what the first one's called? That's a pretty good title. And I guess that's what it what it was. So I, I don't know if it's specifically uh, just uh, the Phantom Menace, but it does. Yeah, I guess it it, it kind of jumps around, but it mostly focuses on the Phantom Menace. And just uh, like if you could say, let's just go for it and let's just have fun. 
and let's uh, make this as fun as possible for everybody. And I guess if they made this after the Potter musical, like they probably had an idea of like, okay, what worked well or even what jokes. So if this was my first one, so all the jokes felt very fresh to me. But it has Anakin Skywalker. It actually has Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader uh, in both roles. And really, uh, Chris Allen, like, especially as I, I feel like, um, well, he's Annie and Darth Vader because that's kind of the fact of the matter, right? Anakin, spoiler alert. But I feel like Chris Allen really captured. And I think this is probably why Starkid is so good, is that the performances and the songs and the musical service, ser, ser, are in service to not just the audience's enjoyment, but also to whatever these things that are going on below the surface. Uh, or at least that's how I felt. I felt like the Chris Allen performance was torment, tormented enough, uh, uh, but not in a way, but in a fun way. I don't know, I'll have to rewatch it, but I'm just picturing, like, I knew as soon as I sat down to cement my disbelief within the opening scene, I said, oh boy, this is something that's going to be a little bit different. And because he's trying just so hard, uh, uh, Darth Vader or Annie uh, in the opening couple um, numbers. Okay, it also has uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Emperor Palpatine, Jar Jar Binks, a couple of, uh, like, uh, Stormtroopers. And this is Starkid's summary of the show. Annie Skywalker is in the dumps. Uh, uh, We all know that uh, uh, Padma, you know, went to the big spaceship uh, in another universe. He's stuck in a bogus government job he dislikes. And he spends most of his time staring out into space thinking of the good old days. But things are about to change for Annie as he sets off for adventure and the galaxy's biggest comeback. And again, they really play with genres and stuff like that. Uh, And you can kind of see, like, even I don't know where all of the members of Starkid were in their, like, uh, life journeys, but... It almost has a post-collegiate-esque uh, feel, or actually like somebody in their 40s uh, feel to it. But let's see. We have uh, Chris Allen as Annie, Joseph Walker as Tarkin, Denise Donovan as Mara, Brian Holden as JJ, and uh, I think JJ is Jar Jar. Oh, yeah, Jar Jar. Uh, Julia Albin as Emily... Erica Gale is Sebulba. Joe Moses is Bob and Veers. Uh, Meredith Stepien is Ula. And Nick Lang as Obi-Wan and as uh, 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 Palpatine. And then creatively, uh, uh, the creative was uh, the, Nick Lang and Matt Lang did the book. The music was by Clark Backtresser and Pierce Siebers. The director was Matt Lang. The assistant director was Nick Lang. Uh, the music directors were Clark Backtresser, Pierce Siebers, uh, Katie Spellman did the choreography, Jen Lang and Taya Smith did uh, the sets. Nick Lang and Matt Lang did the costumes, Sarah Petty did the lights, Mark Swiderski did the sound design, Ruby Summers was stage manager. And Jeff Dumbroff did the uh, assistant stage manager. And then the music was a uh, key- keyboard and vocals were Clark Backtresser. Uh, keyboard two was Pierce Siebers and vocals. And Max Evard uh, did vocals in keyboard two. Corey Richardson on guitar. Mason Cormy on bass. And Nick Kabat on drums. And Meredith Stepien on percussion and backing vocals. And here's the song list. Uh, Annie, Long Ago and Far Away, Strike Back, uh, With My Own Eyes, The Force You Got It, Haunted by the Kiss, One in a Million, and then Back on Top. And it follows, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it follows, uh, you know, the uh, like a pretty uh, straightforward 
plot like that doesn't happen in Star Wars. And it's just really fun. And again, like uh, you can relate to Annie or maybe there's like a couple love stories or there's other people that are down on their luck and need to come back too. And there's a father-son thing uh, with uh, Palpatine. And there's some competition with Grand Moff Tarkin. So it's a really fun, I mean, really fun uh, movie. And then there's just a lot of inside Star Trek jokes. Okay, then the next musical, I, I, I don't know if this is the next one I saw, but it's the next one on the list. Uh, I either saw this one next or the one after it, and that's super important. Uh, but this one's called The Holy Musical uh, uh, Batman uh, without a T, because, again, I, with an, uh, not an A either, but like the other kind of A with a circle around it. Because, again, I think that... Uh, it, uh, you know, you got to deal with the people that own this stuff. Uh, but it's a parody musical based off of Batman, Superman, and DC Comics. It is very pun heavy. The first, the uh, Annie has a lot of puns in a different way. Or like, knock, I think it's knock-knock jokes, right? And I would love to know, I mean, maybe the Langs are just, and everybody that works on this is really just brilliant, or how many... Like how many pieces of paper they have where they were sketching out puns over and over again, or how much improv uh, worked its way into the final performance. Uh, but it's really cool. So, Holy Musical Batman. Uh, let's see. Star Kids summary says Holy Musical Batman. It's time for uh, stopping people doing stuff, shenanigans with everyone's second favorite superhero right after Spider Man. You know, he had that stuff with his family, and this young billionaire makes a solemn vow to dress up like an evening bird and uh, wage, a, you know, try to deal with the rogues of Gotham. So get ready to see the dark night you've always dreamed of, singing and dancing. So this one was also very fun. And uh, again, it had like uh, some conflict with Batman and Superman and... uh uh, like, uh, just, just, you know, how heroes are perceived. And I don't know. I thought it was, so Joseph Walker plays Batman and then Nick Lang played Robin. That's definitely, uh, uh, like, a, like Robin added a lot. Uh, Brian Holden played Superman. Jeff Blim plays Sweet Tooth. Uh, Chris Allen Played a variety, a lot of other people played a variety of other roles. Uh, Chris Allen did uh, Lucius Fox, O'Malley, Spider, per, uh, uh, whoops, uh, uh, like a Web Slinger, uh, Two Face, Dylan Saunders played uh, Scarecrow, Green Lantern, Narrator, Egghead. Lauren Lopez was Commissioner Gordon, Calendar Man, uh, King Arthur, Green Arrow. Uh, Nico Auger played uh, Sluggers and Sherlock Holmes. Uh, uh, Julia Albane played Vicky Vale, Mother Goose. Jamie Lynn Beatty played uh, Candy and Poison Ivy. Denise Donovan, Catwoman. Jim Pavolo played uh, Malone, Mr. Freeze. Meredith Stepien played Riddler and Chase Meridian. Nicholas Strauss played Penguin. Uh, O'Hara, Mixoplex. Uh, this one, the book was by the Langs, uh, Nick and Matt Lang. Music was by Nick Gage and Scott Lamps. Uh, directors were the Langs. Katie Spellman did choreography. Scott Lamps and Nick Gage also did the music direction. Corey uh, Lubowicz did uh, the set. June Saito did uh, costumes. Sarah Petty did light. Sound design was by Mark Swiderski. Uh, Angel Kissel did the stage. And Laura McKinnon did uh, hair and makeup. 
Yeah, Nick Gage was on one synth. Scott Lamps was on another. Max Avard was on another one. And Justin Kona was on drums. And they did a bunch of songs in this one. So they had Holy Musical Batman, A Dark, Sad, and Lonely Night, Rogues Are We, Rogues Are We Reprise, The Dynamic Duet, uh, then Robin S-U-C-K-S is The American Way, To Be a Man, and Super Friends. And so this one was uh, like, so so yeah, you can kind of see, but there's all so many puns. Uh, and so many uh, villains, uh, like, uh, they kept re- like, like, it's just really fun one. And there's a lot of, they were able to do a lot of action. This would have been a fun, I mean, really fun one to see in person, because there's so much going on on the stage. Okay, the, this one we saw the holidays, and this was like a, like a streaming purchase, and it was worth every penny. And if you have a chance to buy it next year... Or rent it next year, like, please do, because it is absolutely, uh, like, worth every single penny. Um, it, I mean, I don't know how many times we watched this, but uh, it was really, really well done, especially considering it was 2020. Like, uh, they were really able to deliver something special for 2020 and, uh, like, a, like, a stage show you could enjoy, and, and that was... Uh, you could tell how much they considered how they were making it. And it had to throw back to stuff that they like. So it's, a, it's called a VHS Christmas Carol. And it was an original musical based off of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. It was made during 2020 as a virtual performance with editing and green screens. And the Star Kid summary says, Join Star Kid for a new holiday tradition, blending Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol with 80s musical videos in a scintillating live visual album experience. Uh, the reimagining of, a, of the classic tale from composer Clark Backtresser features an all-star kid cast uh, serving up vibes from Christmas's past to offer an escape from Christmas present and a cutting-edge blend of live and film performances straight out of the Christmas future. And this was just so good. So we had Dylan Saunders played Scrooge, Corey Doris played Fred, uh, Joey Richter was Bob Cratchit, Meredith Stepien was Jacob Marley, Jamie Lynn Beatty was Ghost of Christmas Past, Probably, if you have to pick a, a, a like a, the Ghost of Christmas Past song might have been the best song. Bob, Brian Rosenthal was Young Scrooge. Brittany Coleman was Belle. A.J. Holmes is Fezziwig. James Tolbert is a, a, the uh, Casper of Christmas Presents. Uh, Lauren Lopez played uh, Emily Cratchit. Jamie Burns was a go- the Casper of the Christmas Future. Allie Gordon was Turkey. Brian Holden played Tim. And Clark Backstress- Backstresser was the narrator. And this one was written by Clark Backstresser. It was directed by Corey Lubowicz. Uh, produced by Brian Holden and Corey Lubowicz. And this was just a really fun one, and I guess because it was it was a little bit shorter, and because it wasn't a stage performance, I think um, uh, maybe like it was a it was more much more song based, uh, uh, and, and I mean because of these parody musicals, so this was more of a parody musical, something that's in the public domain, uh, and because it was done. Everybody was doing it kind of with green screens and stuff. Uh, the songs maybe have been, were more easily consumed over and over again for me. Uh, but I really enjoyed the first song is Bah Humbug with uh, Scrooge. Uh, Spirits was really good. Uh, I'm the, the Casper. I'm the Casper of the Christmas past. Uh, that Scrooge. Uh, click Christmas Electricity. Uh, Priceless, The Final Casper, and Christmas Day. And uh, it was just really fun fun to watch. Uh, so, and I don't know, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. 
then we have kind of what made Star Kid famous, even to my daughter, uh, because ki- kids today, or uh, even more now, and especially with the ubiquitous in the internet, you want to, things you're a fan of, you want to consume more and more and more. And then when there's these Venn diagram overlaps, it makes you even more likely to consume even more. So it's like fan fiction and fiction and stuff may not be everybody's cup of tea or parody or whatever, but like when you're already like a big fan of something, then discovering something that's real also really good is cool. And so this is AVMPS, a very Potter musical series. And it starts off with AVPM, a very Potter musical, which was originally Harry Potter, the musical. And this one, it's a musical parody of the Harry Potter books, uh, but it's based off of multiple books, most recognizably Goblet of Fire. And this was the first Star Kid show. And uh, Star Kid's summary goes, Harry and his pals are in for adventure when the uh, one who can't be named returns to could deal with the boy who, you know, was in the world living. So take a ride on the ride on that's who's not's name's flying machine and get ready to get back to Hogwarts. Yeah, and this was a big one. This was Darren Chris as Harry Potter, Joey Richter as Ron Weasley, Bonnie Grusin as Hermione Granger, Joseph Walker as Voldemort. Who, the, 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 yeah, Lauren Lopez as Draco Malfoy, Jamie Lynn Beatty as Ginny Weasley. Uh, Dylan Saunders as Dumbledore, uh, Brian Rosenthal as Quirrell, uh, Joe Moses as Snape, uh, Jim Paul Volo as as Goyle, Brittany Coleman as Beatrix Lestrange, Tyler Brunsman as Diggory, uh, Devin Little as Cho Chang, Richard Campbell as Neville Longbottom, Julia Albain as Crab, uh, Sango Tajama as Lavender Brown, and Lily Marks as Molly Weasley. And the book was by Nick Lang, Matt Lang, and Brian Holden. Music by A.J. Holmes and Darren Chris. Uh, Matt Lang was the director. Musical director was A.J. Holmes. Uh, stage manager was Emily Stromberg. Costumes were Marguerite Woodward. The band was A.J. Holmes, Carlos Valdez, and Joe Carroll. And they had the songs going back to Hogwarts. Uh, Different as can be, Ginny's song, Harry. Different as can be, Reprise. Uh, Dragon song, Ginny's song, Reprise. And Cho's song, Granger D- Danger. Uh, Dance Again, Missing You, Not Alone. Uh, Voldemort is Going Down, Not Alone, Going Back to Hogwarts Reprise, and then the bonus track, Pig Farts, Pig Farts, Here I Come. And we just rewatched this uh, last couple nights, and it's just, I mean, this was a great musical. And you could kind of see why it was so successful, and then the cast was so successful. Um uh, and just said it was so popular and it had another piece of fandom. But I was looking on this one Tumblr and a lot of people like get went to, to the books after they saw this musical first. So it was like Star Kid. They were Star Kid fans first and then they became fans of like the, the underlying material here or in other cases. And then after that, they had AVPS, a very Potter sequel. And this is the second one and ends up as a three musical series. This is also a parody of multiple books, Order of Phoenix and Philosopher's Sorcerer's Stone, mostly. And this is the summary. Harry and his pals are back for more adventure when they face off against wizards, you know, forest friends and uh, uh, Dolores Umbridge. So strap on your diapers because it's time to go back to Hogwarts. And let's see, we had uh, Darren Chris as Harry Potter, Joey Richter as Ron Weasley, Bonnie Grusin as Hermione Granger, Lauren Lopez as Draco Malfoy, Joseph Walker as Dolores Umbridge, Joe Moses as Snape, 
Brian Holden as Lupin, Dylan Saunders as Dumbledore, uh, Tyler Brunsman as Malfoy, uh, Jim Pavolo as Goyle and Frienze, Jamie Lynn Beattie as Rita Skeeter and Ginny Weasley, Nicholas Strauss as Sirius Black, uh, Corey Doris as Yaxley, Devin Little as Cho Chang, Ariel Goldman as Lily Potter, Luna Lovegood, Hedwig, and Fred Weasley. Uh, Brian Rosenthal as uh, Seamus Finnegan and James Potter. Brittany Coleman as Dean Thomas. Lily Marks as Molly Weasley. Richard Campbell as Neville Longbottom. Sango Tajama as Lavender Brown. Julia Albion as uh, Vincent Cra- as Crab and Candy Lady. Nick Lang as Arthur Weasley. Sorty, Scarfy, Pettigrew, and Big Mama Umbridge. And the book was by Nick Lang, Matt Lang, and Brian Holden. Uh, music was by Darren Chris. Uh, Matt Lang directed. Choreography was by James Tolbert. Uh, Bruce Kissling did the uh, music. Uh, Corey Lubowicz did the sets uh, and the costumes. And let's see the songs. It's not over yet. Harry freaking Potter, freaking Potter, which I have stuck in my head. Uh, to Have a Home, Hermione Can't Draw, The Coolest Girl, Getting Along, Let the Games Begin, Those Voices, Guys Like Potter, You Were Never My uh, L-O-V-E-R Stutter, No Way in Days of Summer. And then we had uh, a very Potter senior year. Uh, which is the last musical in the Very Potter musical series. Uh, it was mostly based off of Chamber of Secrets and the Hollows books. And the Star Kid summary goes, get ready for one last romp of magical shenanigans because Harry and his pals are back for their senior year at Hogwarts. And the gang's in for the biggest adventure as they face off against uh, other people and other stuff. Uh, either way, this is the end. And I think the cast is kind of the same. Let me just see if there's anybody that's different. Uh, Ivana Lynch played Luna Lovegood. O'Brien Holden in this one plays Hagrid, Lupin, and the Basilisk. Uh, uh, But one thing I did want to say, like, as I've been watching these with my daughter, is, like, um, really good performances. So it's like, okay, wow, I can see, especially like just having fun, letting the audience have fun, but also capturing, like making the characters their own. And again, they had other stuff that, you know, like jokes that kept paying off over and over again or long payoffs. But yeah, it's just like so enjoyable and and so much talent, uh, so much talent. So let's see. I mean, all I can say is, uh, like about Star Kid, is that I highly recommend you checking out uh, some of the musicals uh, and discovering for your own and supporting them. I did want to talk about maybe there's kind of two people that have a connection to the podcast, but Darren Chris is kind of one of them indirectly. I mean, Darren Chris, not that I know I've ever listened to Sleep With Me. And, you know, I, I was aware of Darren Chris, but when I saw Darren Chris. So Darren Chris was the star of a show that I try to figure out how to talk about. It came out in 2018. Well, let me see. And uh, one of the producers of that show was a listener sleep with me. I'm not sure if they still are. And maybe like uh, the cool, like uh, I'm not going to say who that person is, but I was just like, when I found out they listened and, uh, that that they're just one of the most impressive people uh, in, in the, their their creative work as a producer, but also like what they do with their time to support other people. Uh, but let's see what we got here. Is uh, da- like this is from Darren Chris's uh, Wikipedia page. Just so, so like you say, okay, let me learn more. Uh, so Darren Chris is an American actor, singer. This is from Wikipedia. And songwriter. He was on Glee from 2010 to 2015. And then he won an Emmy and a Golden Globe for his role. Um, He played a character named Andrew. And he was so good. Uh, 
and it was in um, this show about uh, it was it, it wasn't like it was called Versace Versace shirts uh, uh, the fashion a fashion story is uh, my parody name for the 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 show. He's also been on Broadway and movies. He was the founding member and co-owner of uh, Star Kids, uh, where he first garnered attention as Harry Potter. And uh, then he was in Broadway on How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying and Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Uh, he also is a founder of Elise Fest uh, in New York, an outdoor music festival. And uh, Glee, he played Blaine Anderson. And he was uh, the like uh, his first number on the show reached uh, was the fastest selling Glee single, uh, "Teenage Dream." Uh, he also has an indie pop band, Computer Games, so he's in with his brother Chuck. He's from the Bay Area, which is uh, cool. Uh, and uh, in, in 2009 is when he went to uh, he. Oh no, that's when he graduated from the University of Michigan. And uh, he did take violin lessons and was classically trained. Uh, and he's learned a guitar, a mandolin, a harmonica, piano, and drums. And he spent a lot of time uh, focused on that. And let's see, after he got his Bachelor's of Arts in 2009, Chris, along with some friends and classmates uh, from Michigan, co-founded StarKid. Let's just read a little bit more about that. On Wikipedia, yeah, let's see. They uh, was originally founded in uh, 2009 at the University of Michigan. Focuses on comedy, musical comedies. Uh, focus on pop culture. Starkid distributes their musicals for free on YouTube or funded by Kickstarter and physical ticket sales. They've gone the Harry Potter, Harry Potter musical did two world tours. Two reunion concert specials, three sketch comedy tours, three web series. Uh, they've charted uh, 12 albums, and uh, they did a cast reading of Starship, uh, and they had a, a musical in 2019 uh, called Black Friday. Let's see. So they had a very Potter musical, then um, another musical about someone named Richard, uh, very Potter sequel, Starship, uh, which was inspired by Starship Troopers and Little Mermaid, Holy Musical, Very Potter Senior Year, uh, Twisted, an untold story of a royal visor, which is Aladdin and Wicked, The Trail to Oregon, Annie, a par parody musical. So it looks like they man they've been putting out they put out like a couple a year for a while. Uh, Firebringer, the guy who didn't like musicals, uh, Black Friday, a VHS Christmas Carol, and they're getting ready to put out the third in this Hatchetfield saga. And a lot of them premiered at LeakyCon in Orlando. Uh, let's see what else we have. They did a space tour in 2001, 21 stops in 15 cities. The space in the tour stands for Star Kids, precarious auditory concert experience. It had uh, most of the main cast. They did the Apocalypta tour, uh, 24 stops in 21 cities. Uh, then a very Star Kid reunion in 2015. That was a reunion with a, to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the University of Michigan School of Music, Theater, and Dance. Uh, Star Kid Homecoming was a reunion concert in celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Harry Potter musical. And they've also done some sketch comedy productions, a, a one, two, three web series. You know, a great place to get started where you would actually be supporting StarKid probably, but I don't really know. I mean, it would be their website, but also listening to their musicals on Spotify because hopefully they're getting paid for that. Uh, but Brian Holden is also uh, uh, does audiobooks. He's a current member of StarKid. 
Uh, he's uh, from Michigan. He was also, uh, he was a ice cream server. Uh, he's been in like their, uh, the, he was in a very Potter sequel. He was in uh, the Richard story, starship, uh, holy musical Batman, uh, Annie, he plays JJ, but he's on this, uh, this reach a space podcast for kids. That's, uh, somewhat new. And he's appeared on Kids Listen Activity Podcast and been a guest on a bunch of other podcasts before. And I guess I should try to wrap up, though. But, like, I guess the hard thing with this is that so many people are going to be fans of specific members of Team Star Kid. And this is just meant as kind of an introduction um, as I begin my descent into that. And then just looking forward. I mean, the one thing I love is like then looking forward to their careers and what's going to come out of it. But it is also this other thing that I always try to talk about when I talk about uh, making stuff is if you if you like whether you do something creatively or you want to or you're not sure about it is like your fandom is a great place to start like uh of what you're a fan of and when you start making stuff remember what it's like to be a fan of things because i guess like what is the connection you have with star kid or whatever it is that you're a fan of and um What's that like? And what is it about that stuff that excites you? What is, is it the performers? Is it the music? Is it the, the, the humor? Is it the joy? Is it the mirth? Is it a combination of things? How does it make you physically feel? Like, what else do you like about it? Like, unpacking that stuff can then help you. It's not about taking that and making something similar as much as it is as... um using that to inform your creation. But also, I, I don't know, I've always been someone that uh, struggles with all that kind of stuff for me. And I either go in too deep or not deep enough. And so um, I appreciate, it's like almost like one of those things, fandoms, almost something that's easier for me to observe and enjoy through other people. <laughs> like, unfortunately, like a lot of other stuff. I mean, this is why I make a sleep podcast and at times I have trouble falling asleep. It's, uh, but it's like, I am a fan of, uh, fans. Uh, like, I think I did an episode about that a long time ago. Um, and to me, that's pretty important too. And then it's like, uh, it's also about like getting over yourself and, uh, and, and, and enjoying things. So, uh, thanks so much for listening and good night, everybody.